0: Welcome to Das Vidanya, episode two, our Americans-centric podcast. This is Russ, and as you'll hear in a moment, uh, I'll be joined by Aaron Newarth and Jim Dietz. Uh, but uh, as you will also come to hear, the first five or six minutes of this podcast was lost to the technology gods. So a uh, it, it, little bit of, a, of an abrupt entry into the show, uh, but 99% of the conversation is all still here. Uh, So apologize for the rough open, uh, but we should be back to tip-top shape uh, next week. Uh, And as uh, part of what was lost, Jim and I realized after we stopped recording last week that The Americans this season is 10 episodes. And because we're double-dipping this week, uh, this will be episode 2 covering uh, season 6, episodes 2 and 3. And we will have seven more episodes to come, so not 13 like the previous seasons. So, hope you enjoy what we have. Apologies for uh, the lost portion of the recording. But, again, you get the gist of what we're trying to say. And uh, enjoy. Uh, one of the things that, that really stuck out to me with this episode is we're seeing the relationship with Paige and Elizabeth grow and get closer. Uh and we're seeing the relationship even though there's there's a lot of distance between Henry and Philip kind of growing even though and we'll 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 kind of talk about it in the next episode but i always feel like Henry is kind of like the the cousin oliver of <laughs> of uh, of the americans he yeah. just kind of like shows up and then doesn't show up and nobody ever says much of or he's talked about but not seen it's uh, it's been a running joke in my written reviews um, i would have like a
1: where's henry um section and I'd like write like some just notable thing that he did during the week. But uh yeah this you're you're exactly right. I mean this one or the season so far has really given you I mean just and it and it goes with kind of what the show has been giving you all along where Philip has always regardless of his missions, he's been the one that more embraces the american experience and henry is certainly you know a part of that as well you know not only having grown up in america but also just being the product of 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 these people in america while yeah while pages yeah she's been related on the family secret of course and she's with her mom and she has this kind of resolve that's very similar to her mother which makes a level of sense as well
0: but it's interesting too that elizabeth is bringing her in and And also, kind of keeping her somewhat guarded, yeah, um, yeah,
1: like they talk about the sex
0: thing uh um, yeah, and she she just flat out lies to her mm-hmm. uh, which I'm not sure how to how to take that i I guess in the one sense you're trying to protect your kid, and you know that's not the kind of I would imagine i mean as a parent myself, that's not obviously not the kind of uh lifestyle I would choose for my child to to, to live um but at the same time, she's always taken a very clinical approach to that part of what they do. Almost just like, uh, and we talked a little bit about this last week. But just it's it's a job, right? Like, and and part of, and sometimes the job calls for you to be intimate. And obviously, we've seen that on Philip's side too. Um, but I wonder if it just kind of signals that maybe there's a little bit of shame involved from her. Like she's, uh, I, I can't tell if it, if it's truly because she doesn't want Paige. Uh, like I guess she, she'll find it out herself eventually. Like if if that's if that's a path she follows or not. I don't. I um, would. I wouldn't say it's shame necessarily. I think it's. I, for one thing, I
1: think it's a credit to um, Carrie Russell's performance, who's just tremendous on this show. But I think it's because she's because I mean, you even mentioned the clinical aspect of it, where it's like it, 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 there's there's, there's a detachment that she she had more than more than Philip too. Since Philip's the more emotional of the two, like I, yeah. I think she's it's not a matter of what it means to her because i don't think it means anything to her but i think it's more of deep down she really does care for her daughter's innocence um as much as she's trying to please the you know the 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 k the kgb the rush the russian side of things or what have you but she also she is dealing with her own daughter and all of this and training her and while she's trying to bring her into the fold as instructed she doesn't really want to at the end of the day take away from the the person that she already is, which is someone that's uncorrupted by these kinds of activities, be it the, the, you know, seductive nature involved of espionage or the violence that she very much doesn't want her daughter to see. And we deal more with that in the next episode as well.
0: Yeah. And I really like what they've done with Paige this season, because I've always felt, and they started to kind of turn it a little bit last season. And I'm, I'm, as time goes on i'm I'm beginning to realize it was more intentional that they maybe had this this kind of planned out for a while because Paige has always been a loner, doesn't have a lot of friends, keeps to herself very quiet um and and so obviously and Henry's the opposite right Henry's outgoing he plays sports he has a lot of friends he you know he he does all you know these social things much i guess much less susceptible uh to to do the kind of work that that Elizabeth is having Paige do, whereas Paige kind of being into herself and doesn't have all those connections uh with with other i mean obviously beside the pastor and his wife for that for that um that brief period for a couple seasons um you know she's she's obviously more geared to be accepting of this kind of work and and I think from elizabeth 's perspective too less likely to have some of those personal entanglements interfere with the work that they do?
1: Yeah, um, no, I think it it, it makes sense and, and does speak a credit to the performance that that page has brought to the character and what the what the show's done with her. It um, you know, it just it makes it makes a level of sense that she's capable of doing this kind of work to the extent that it is so far. We don't know how far the show plans to take her particularly involving the violence because it seems like it's coming close it's becoming closer and closer to her proximity which i'll be as the season carry out i'll be very curious if she actually does get your hands dirty so to speak in that in that regard um and yeah especially you know after bringing i i really liked how the show handled her how Paige found religion and how her parents dealt with that i thought that was very fascinating to see where the show is trying to take that because it speaks to what you're saying without having parents that are giving her much in you know a direction beyond just trying to raise her to be right it is it made sense that she kind of turned to well spiritual leaders that makes that makes them like you know that's like the next the next kind of thing where you go to if you can't if you don't have your own parents to guide you in some way and so and the the delicacy that they handled that to by bringing her parents in and not having them just like immediately kill off the pastor and the wife which easily could have happened yeah um, but instead dealing with that is in a lot more logical sense and one that doesn't especially after they revealed themselves to her you know it doesn't betray her trust or her you know you know her mindset as far as what to think of her parents versus what to think of the you know fi- finding god essentially i i found all of that to be very kind of fascinating as it gone on it has, has gone on and now while it's I'm not. I don't think we're very clear on where Paige is with that side of her at this point, but we do know that she's very much, you know, bonded with her mother as well as um Margot Martindale's character Claudia. Claudia, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, it'll be it'll be neat to see where the show continues to take her in the final you know eight episodes at this point.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting too that each one of the three episodes has dealt with a different aspect of Paige's discovery of Russian culture. Like Mm -hmm. episode one, they were watching uh, like a Russian. I think I forget it was a movie or a TV show. and the second episode, it's it's the music they talk. You know, obviously, the episode's titled Tchaikovsky, and Claudia plays Tchaikovsky for Paige and has you know this this long explanation of you know what that means and mm-hmm. uh, you know how it fits into the culture. And then in the third episode, it's cooking. Right, they're cooking and making making yeah. these meals. And so I, I'm curious to see if as we continue on with the next few episodes, if they're gonna delve into other aspects of it because they're and they're also kind of romanticizing certain certain they're obviously knowing how you know poor and impoverished especially during this time as as the as russia we know now because because we we live in the present (laughs) um in 87 how close russia was getting to to the fall right like to, to the soviet union to the to the collapse and that Elizabeth's you know kind of version of what she, how she feels about her, about Russia and how things are and, and, and what's going on is totally uh clouded by her upgrade, upbringing and then what Claudia tells her and what, and what she hears in her circles whereas philip I think Philip had a harder go of it as a child, obviously yes in, in, yeah. in growing up there, and they've made a point of of showing how how rough he had it as a, as, as a young as a young child and a young man. Um, and so him embracing kind of the American side of it when, when Olog comes to him and kind of explains like, Hey, this is what's really going on over there. We're really trying to do reforms and, you know, we're really trying to, you know, to, to, to do all these things. It's, it's been interesting to see the clash of ideals between Philip and Elizabeth, which, uh, you know that's Jim and I talked about it last week. You know that it it seems almost pretty clear that the the season is headed towards a Philip versus Elizabeth, spy versus spy kind of. Uh kind of climax to it which
1: is kind of heartbreaking or it's not it's not kind of it is heartbreaking (laughs) if that's like the actual result that we're being groomed to expect but what makes what helps is this is not coming out of nowhere it doesn't feel contrived in any way it's built it's based off of five seasons before this building up who these characters are and regardless of how they connect and they certainly do connect but i mean philip's always been more of the kind of Like I mentioned, you know, he's been he's be more willing to embrace the American life and being and just being progressive in general as far as what Russian culture can evolve into. Where where Elizabeth's much more conservative. I mean, she wants to preserve what where she came from and what those ideals are and fight for that side of things. Not you know the next episode emphasize that even more as far as what to expect from from where where Russia is now and what they don't want to see
0: versus what they do want to see. Agreed. And then we have the whole I always find it funny when the Gennady storyline comes into play because he's got the crazy wife and, you know, he's he's going back and forth between, you know, Russia and the US and um, these crazy concocted scheme they have where he comes back, he goes into the bathroom, he holds up the package, Mm -hmm. they x-ray it through the stall while there's, uh, you know, a, a Russian goon that's sitting outside the bathroom and uh, and just that whole like Stan is out of counterintelligence, yet the poor guy gets drugged back in because of this Gennady business. Yeah. Um, you know, he just he can't. You know, it's it's like he has one foot out and one foot in. And I, even though he kind of bemoans it, um, you know, in in this episode and in the next episode where he's like, oh, you know, I'm I'm crimes. I'm not in counterintelligence anymore, and he he doesn't want to be involved, but yet he he doesn't it's like he doesn't exactly protest too much um to to stay out of it like he doesn't you know introduce another handler for Gennady like he's still he's still the guy um yeah his chance to kind of be this liaison
1: between America and Russia with varying parties is is fascinating and it's neat and yeah watching seeing Gennady I mean he's He's the worst version he's had to deal with, basically. Where you know, one he's fall he fell in love with, which is Nina, and he, he doesn't yeah. he doesn't even know about our current Americans. And then he has Oleg, which is kind of this like weird symbiotic brother that he has. <laughs> like it's this, yeah. It, it's it's these these different relationships he's formed over the course of this year. And then what we had like was it last season, season before we had the the um the Russian defector who he couldn't he didn't know if it was a defector or not. Um, so he, he's. He's had a he's had a tough go of it, but he certainly seems to enjoy the process of being involved in something like this, um, and presumably protecting America by his own means, which means relating to the Russians. Like it's it's pretty tricky. It's it's good stuff. It's good stuff, like for, as far yeah. as side stories go, it's a it's a good way to kind of keep Noah Emmerich involved. Um, despite not so far being involved with the you know with the Jennings, which that has to you know that has to heat up at some point <laughs> in this final season. But, uh, yeah,
0: and I think obviously based on uh, the third episode, I think that's that's the end. I think the the general is the end, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, I just I, I think it's it's a nice kind of comic relief too. I mean, they don't play it slapstick, you know, no, ha yeah. funny, yeah. But just the whole situation where he's just like. Holy crap! I got to deal with these crazy ass people. Like this, this woman is just is just like enough to make me want to drink. Uh, you know, because she's fighting with the husband, and she's told a coworker, you know, what's going on—that she's working with the FBI—and it's just like, uh. and then you know, poor Gennady just doesn't know what to like. He's just lost. Like he just doesn't. Yeah, he, he's he's just on the treadmill now, and just feels like he's just got to keep going, uh, and, and doesn't know anything different
1: we get a lot of Philip business in these two episodes as far as the, uh, the The the, business, the, the, yeah, the travel, the travel comp, DuPont circle travel. Um, (laughs) this week he, uh, he, or in the last week's episode, he loses a client, um, which is a neat little scene as far as like, Philip just kind of like runs up on the guy. It's like, Oh, Hey, Jeremy. Like, and it's like, yeah, and you just kind of get this assumed relationship. I can't recall if we've seen him in other seasons or not, but you get, you get exactly what's going on here. And, yeah. and it's it's you know, despite philip being so kind of you know the first episode really pro- promotes him as like being happy in his life compared to elizabeth you get this like, kind of, you get more of the kind of philip as a businessman not connected to anything else and he's like he wants to be so positive and try and do everything he can to be like make this work and it just it doesn't this time and that now that's having
0: clearly it's having ramifications on his own on, on his own life uh, it's just like he can't yeah it, it's almost like he's living this Tony Robbins, like I'm just going to be positive and I'm going to tell everybody to be And I'm going to hold like these really cheesy company, you know, huddle ups and get everybody a pat on the back and, you know, go team. And, uh and obviously, you know, we talked about last week too, is the business has expanded. I mean, the office is much uh-huh. bigger. He's hired more people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the impression you get in episode one is, Oh man, Philip's doing great. Like he's, you know he's he's got this swanky new office. He's got this you know cool new cell phone. He's got you know the pullout Alpine stereo. Like like everything's coming up you know coming up Philip and uh, and and then we find out in episode two that okay yeah you know and it's funny because in episode two I was just like when he lost the client and then he blames his long suffering uh, assistant. I forget I forget that guy's name. The older gentleman. Yeah yeah. Um, that's been there from the from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that just like oh because of the business is, is, is things are so busy he just doesn't have the time and he's pulled away from from everything and he's you know just delegating more and so you're like okay and then we get to the to the third episode and it's like nope the business really isn't doing all that great that you know people are starting to find other means and methods to to travel cheaper and you know the full service travel agency. Is uh, you know maybe not what it used to be, and he's way in over his head to the point where he can't pay his kids' uh, private school uh, bills on time and has to kind of negotiate. So yeah,
1: presu- presumably, or presuming that Philip survives all of this, he's going to have a rough time in the modern society. <laughs>
0: but um, yeah, uh,
1: um, but I mean, you mentioned Stan having basically like one foot out the door, one foot still in. This is the same with Philip, where it's like he's yep. Yep. he's he's, he's, he's He's trying to be like okay I got I'm over here doing this stuff now and it's going it's going down essentially and meanwhile he still has to you know he now has to kind of go back into the spy game as far as putting on the putting on the wig and doing a routine every now and then um and so it's just like they he can't, you can't he can't find this right balance and that's interesting because you know he and elizabeth like they worked incredible together the business never suffered before um even though it was much you know smaller but it was still like it was enough to get them a house and raise a family and everything like there's no been no problem there um but now everybody seems out of step elizabeth is getting i mean we'll talk about this too but as far as things that she's having to do here she's getting sloppier as far as the people that she's having to take out um there's there could there could be more of a trail leading back to her at this point um there the the emotional response she's having to and having Paige involved having to fighting with philip like all these things like i mean this the show is very much about the family first the espionage second and it very much shows how if you break the family part the espionage is going to suffer like that's, that's
0: clearly what's happening
1: yeah, that's
0: yeah. That's really all I had and on Chey. Oh, the the big thing is uh, the end of the episode. The end of the episode. Where, yeah, you know, again, Paige is getting more involved in working an asset. Uh, the general, uh, the the old general comes back. I, he was from like season one, I think. Yeah, he's, he's from a while. He back. was a colonel then, I think. Yeah, uh, or, or a major um, who had kind of this crisis of conscience about what you know this whole arms race and everything that was going on, and and kind of you know passed some information and so now the the part of what what the Russians want is this uh basically this AI war games like uh, system uh, the dead hand, which basically says if if the if the u s strikes us first and everybody's dead, we want to make sure that there's systems still around to just say screw you guys we're gonna we're gonna launch all our stuff and kill you too mm-hmm. so um you know part of that process is getting these uh, radiation sensors which they Again, they go back to to this contact they had in in the Air Force that they've worked with before, and um, it turns out he's not so amenable to uh, what's you know what the 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 cause as, as he as he was. And uh, uh, Elizabeth kind of gets sideways with him, and they track him into a park, and she, she tries to play hardball with him, and just says, "Look, you know, we know where your family is, and we'll expose you, and you're going to show up with these you know with these." uh sensors or you know it's going to be bad for you and of course they have a confrontation in the park and the general pulls out a gun and is ready to kill elizabeth and she's able to distract him enough to to get close enough and um it it he's he's shot in the head um, well they like they
1: fight and he he has the gun still he it will eventually gets the gun back and he pulls it and he turns it on Now, what I saw, so he turns it on himself and shoots, and Elizabeth's like right on top of him, trying, basically like, trying to get the gun away. And at first I thought, is he trying to shoot himself so he can also shoot her in the process? Like, you think that was part of his plan? (laughs) Like, it, it, yeah, I don't know. And because it's a close proximity gun, she's right on top of him. It seems like maybe, I mean, clearly he seemed to want to, you know, he was ready to kill himself in all of this, but it, it felt like, oh, well, he can, Maybe he's trying to kill Take, two birds with yeah, one stone. Yeah, two for one. Yeah, yeah. or something. But it, regardless, pretty brutal. <laughs> I mean, geez. Very brutal. I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah, brains, blood all over Elizabeth. Yeah. And Paige... Running right uh, up hears there. that. Yeah, yeah and comes, it comes running with, you know, to check on her. And Elizabeth just, like, jumps down her throat. You know, just like you're, you know... Because she hasn't even told the other operatives that that's her daughter. Like, the, the, nobody, you know, it's it's like... Um, Claudia knows it, Paige knows it, and yeah. Elizabeth knows it, but all the other folks that they have working for them, they have no idea that that's, that's her daughter. So, uh, you know, when Paige shows up out of concern like that, you know, the first thing, again, Elizabeth's in the mode right now where it's like, no, we're, we're all, you know, protect the mission uh, and the mission. And I think to protect her too, to protect Paige, because if somebody were to see that, they would put and you know, why is this woman so concerned of this other woman, you know? And, yeah way they kind of look like each other and you know that 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 kind of thing uh but it really kind of puts in and so two episodes elizabeth has killed two people
1: yeah Um, well i mean we're going to talk about this episode which increases that number yes (laughs) um, yes but i mean that all that whole scenario brings us right into urban transport planning where it picks up right where you left off as far as elizabeth is still yelling at Paige about everything while well, Philip's there now, who's being like this calm presence and it's just it's so like it's so it's almost hard to watch as far as yes. seeing Paige who you know, she has no idea how she's she's new at this, let alone new at kind of extreme violence being involved in one of these missions. And she's just trying to and she's rather she's accepting of it. She's you know, she's saying, I'm sorry, I'll stick to the plan. Um I I, I didn't know what to, I didn't know. And Phillips, like, try, you know, Phillips being as nice as possible, of course, he's not even involved necessarily, so he can he can be that guy. Well, Elizabeth's not letting it go. She's not she's not letting her take in the apology. She's just being straight-up mean. Like, in yeah. All this.
0: Well, and, and she's convinced Paige that this guy committed suicide. Like, she's committed, you know, that, that you know, Elizabeth didn't have a hand in, uh-huh. a direct hand in his death. It was almost like, oh, he was going to shoot himself, and I tried to stop him. And it's like, mm, that's not what happened. Um but that's what she's, you know. Again, she's trying to. There's there's certain things that she's trying to protect Paige as far as how Paige would view her mother. Yeah. Uh, in, in light of the work that she has to do.
1: Uh, yeah. Again, I think it's a mix. Yeah, I think it it's a mix of that and just kind of not wanting Paige to know that these are very big parts of being yes. in this job. I mean, yeah. it's it. She wants to. She wants to protect her daughter and all of this. She wants her to be like you can. You can be on these surveillance missions. You can. Learn how to you know chat up people, but not get too close and all that, but not you know not blow their brains out or you know not have to
0: seduce them in some way yeah and that that's the interesting thing that really I think hit at home in this episode for me that I never really paid much attention to prior is that yeah there's there's folks that they use that all they do is just tell people, follow people, um mm-hmm. you know report that kind of thing. they're not involved to the level that Philip and Elizabeth were where. They're, they're you know kind of these deep cover field agents. Uh, and again, I think it speaks to uh, th- the fact that Philip and Elizabeth have a very specific skill set that they've developed over the years um, that either these other folks either don't have, aren't capable of having, or have chosen not to have. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean it's – because we're following
1: the Jennings, we have to know that the Jennings are worth following. So they're the best at what they do and that means doing sure. anything necessary. So it, it, yeah, that makes It makes sense, but also, yes, it speaks to why we don't see other kind of groups of spies that are doing these kinds of things. I mean, I mean, the closest we got was like Nina, right, (laughs) who who was not ultimately that good at what she was doing, even no where things went with her.
0: And then poor Martha, who was kind of the unwitting accomplice.
1: Yeah, yeah, she just kind of got dragged into this whole thing.
0: The most heartbreaking uh, storyline of the entire uh, series is the saga of Martha. Mm hmm. Uh, who gets shunted off to Russia to, to live the rest of her days.
1: Yeah. Uh, do you think there's chance we'll see her again before the I season ends? I think so.
0: Yeah. I think so. If nothing else, I think uh I think at the end, if nothing else we'll see. I'm hoping she has some sort of happy ending. Like maybe she met somebody or uh or so or something. Or I don't know, maybe they do a flash forward to, you know, after you know, after the collapse and she you know, she moves uh, back. You know, I don't know there's, Yeah, I don't know that she'd be able to come home because yeah. I mean she – you know, because of what she did, but you know, maybe she'd be able to travel in, or, or I don't know. <laughs> maybe she just. I, I think I don't think. Maybe she not think seen she, the last of Martha.
1: Maybe she kills Gabriel just out of nowhere. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. Which would be would <laughs> be kind of awful, also, but still. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, this episode, yeah, so we had all that. Um, the one thing I want to add too about the whole uh, Paige and uh, Elizabeth thing at the very beginning is. There, there's a real again conflict between Elizabeth and Philip, where Paige is like, "Well, can I, I? I'm just going to sleep here tonight," and and Philip's like, "Absolutely, yeah, you know, no problem." Yeah, uh-huh. And Elizabeth's like, "No, you get your ass out of here and take it back home. Like the the mission comes first. You you can't stay here." And I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> yeah, it's it's
1: she's just she doesn't back down from any of this. It's there's no. It's, yeah. it's as if it's you know she's talking to some random funky that's been." Brought on to the mission instead of, like, what was the last season began with? Like one of those where it's you have one of their kind of spies in training. Like he's on the mission, he messed up, and they killed him right away. Yeah, it's like she's not going that far, but she's certainly not. You know, she's not sugarcoating these things as far as how to treat her daughter and all of this. Um, Which I mean, I get it too, as far as not just protect, not just shielding or protecting her innocence, but also just being. Being as hard as you need to be to harden the people that have to work in this world.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, it's not gonna. If, you know, Philip wants to be the cuddly parent. Elizabeth, well, that that means Elizabeth has to kind of like double down on being a hard ass with uh, all of this and let her know that it's like this isn't supposed to be easy work and it's not supposed to be work where there's room for much error. If you, there's error, you die.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it was interesting too. One of the things to to touch on Tchaikovsky again, real quick, is uh, at the end of the episode. He was gonna tell Elizabeth. Uh, no, no, that was. I'm sorry, that was the one before where he was gonna tell her, and she said she was so tired. That was. That was. The, uh, yeah, that was after the first episode.
1: Yeah, yeah that's the. And that kind of happens here again. I mean, Philip yeah. and her start talking about things with Gorbachev, um, and Elizabeth basically gets everything out except the the whole dead hand scenario. And it's this yeah, kind, it's this kind of thing where you just want them to, you know, stop. You know stop trying to bicker or stop trying to get the upper hand in an argument and just sit down and lay everything out of what's going on because that would i mean that would just that would kind of distance ourselves from having them get to this presumed final showdown that they're gonna have with each other instead where you they can at least understand what's at stake here and what are the what are the circumstances involved because right now <laughs> philip knows that she's doing something that's not in line with what the some of russia wants while elizabeth is doing things that are not in line with uh what Gorbachev and others necessarily were. So it's like this, this yeah. push and pull that's where the where the Jennings are on opposite sides of each other, but they don't even necessarily know to what extent. So they can't like they can't find the right way to get in with each other. Just a shame.
0: Yeah. When well, then they have that exchange too, where where Stan is like, or um, Phillips Phillips trying to explain to her like things are changing. Yeah. You know, he he knows from what he sees. You know, on the news, obviously biased by the American side of things. But after talking to Oleg, it, it kind of reinforces the fact that what 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 he's hearing is actually the truth. He's like, "Oh, they're going to open them." You know, did you hear they're opening what is it? A, a McDonald's, a Pizza and Hut, a, Pizza Hut. Yeah, Pizza Hut. You know, in you know in Moscow. And she's like, "Where'd you hear that?" And you know, he, he mentions the news, and she basically is just you know, she all all but says fake news. You know, I mean, it's just like. Uh, like that's just nonsense. Like you, Philip, you haven't talked to anybody from, you know, from Russia in twenty years. Like what, you know? Uh, no, he he tells great her, guys, because, yeah, 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 because she starts talking about, you know, how great everything is over there, and he's like, Elizabeth, you haven't talked to you haven't talked to anybody that's been, you know, there in in twenty years, and she throws it
1: uh, right back at him. Neither of you, yeah, she,
0: yeah, she exactly, she does the same thing to him, but but the only difference being is he has you know, given that he's talked to, and he doesn't say it, you know, he's talked to Oleg. So he, he knows a little bit more, I think, than she does.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's, it's neat. Cause like the, I mean, the show isn't
1: about the politics of Russia, but you're certainly seeing like, yeah, you're seeing you t- you're seeing the two sides that were at odds with each other during this time. And at odds, is like a light way of putting it, since this means like life or death for so many people. <laughs> but yeah. um, but you, I mean, you have, yeah, you have Gorbachev, who's, you know, not the, not the best, but certainly wants to make kind of reforms on, like you were mentioning earlier, where you know he wants to he wants to bring Russia into the new world essentially, is instead of you kind know, of leaving it back in this what you what we generally see as Russia, what we generally think of, what yeah. we associate with Russia, well, and, in this USSR. And,
0: yeah, and he knew that the current you know escalation of the arms race, they they just couldn't. You know, we had we had much more debt to accumulate to to win that war than than the Russians did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, which is basically what happened there. Uh, so it's, it's interesting that, you know, this is all framed towards the, the, you know, the nuclear arms treaty talks and, and all, you know, again, framing the, you know, the Jim and I talked about this la- last time, but these are, you know, the actual talks being, um, you know, shown in the show. I mean, that's all real. St- I mean, these things were really happening. This, mm-hmm. this, this all was, was really going on back then. And a- again, you know, some, sometimes what these period piece shows make the mistake of is it's more about the time period than it is about the characters or the situations or what's going on. And I really like the fact that this is a real world event, but it's really in the background. Like it, it's, I, I mean, you're not constantly seeing news footage, news reels, um, you know, uh, news broadcasts, stuff like that. It's it's kind of all been being talked about in the background, which. I think again puts the focus on the characters where it needs to be, and not on, you know, on the history side of it. Yeah, you get some
1: you get some great episodes that really, you know, give, give you a chance to see their reactions to things as opposed to just feeling like exposition. I mean, you you have ranging from seeing Reagan on TV and seeing, I think like Liz, Elizabeth like had a reaction where she just kind of laughed because of just how he looked once because he looked so like he had bright red cheeks or something like that. Or yeah. or an episode, one of my favorite ones, where they were like, the whole world watches the, the day after, or at least America watches the day after, yes. and you see all these yes. different reactions um, to, you know, the Jennings, the Stan, to everybody watching the, uh, you know, footage of what it would be like to have a nuclear war breakout. Uh, it's... It's neat to see, you know, kind of how current events of those times play into this show. I mean, a show that's has so many other things going on already, as far as the layers of the different characters and and being in like spy games and having that all apply to
0: realistic scenarios that took place. Yeah, and it it was interesting, you know, early on after Reagan was shot, to be like, you know, from our perspective, it was like, okay, well, you know, the constitution, you know, we 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 can handle that. It's there's a process for it. The vice president, you know, it's all this. You know, there was a little bit of a struggle there between whether Bush was, you know, assume, you know, the presidency while well, the president was incapacitated or not. But um, they they did a really good job of showing, like, man, the Russians were freaked the hell out when that happened because it's like they don't know what's going on, who's taking over, you know, is the military going to step in, like, what's going on? Um, so I, I, you know, and again, I was I was fairly young when that happened, so the the geopolitical implications of of Reagan being shot when you're a nine year old uh, are not the same as as when you're you know older than nine years old. Let's say.
2: Well, also I think um, hi, I'm back.
0: Welcome oh, yeah. back, Jim.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of uh, times when they set shows or movies in the '80s, they kind of try to hit you over the head with the '80s ness of it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, oh, look! I'm wearing parachute pants. I'm dancing a Wang Chung, and all this. Uh, here, it's definitely more subtext than text, and it makes sense considering the situation that Philip and Elizabeth are in, the way it plays out, the important, the importance that it's put on something. I mean, this season especially, I mean, you see Elizabeth kind of, um, you know, with the harder line KGB guys who were against all the glasnost and perestroika that was going down in 87. And then Philip, like, he's kind of having to keep an eye on Elizabeth for the people who want the reforms, who are kind of like more of the, not the harder line of KGB. So yeah. um, it's it becomes the- more so it becomes more subtext. Uh, For the character development that it is, you know, for actual like, you know, setting and trying to, you know, impress everyone with your, you know, nostalgia quality.
1: It's it's the kind of thing also where I think the show being on FX and having like a certain budget works very much in its favor. So you doesn't have to overload the show with all these artifacts and music tracks and what have you. It instead has to work with what it has. And I don't think this is an inexpensive show, but I still I, I do think they. Asi- along with establishing a certain tone, they have to be very selective about whatever, like, music tracks they use because of licensing rights or whatnot, and just very random things you see on the walls and stuff, and so it's things that reflect realistically who these characters are, but also you find, like, deep cuts of certain songs, or like, like this Leonard Cohen song that pops up in this oh, episode, yeah. and just, like, ones that... um You know, you don't necessarily expect or you just maybe even not even heard since, you know, a certain time that fit exactly what the mood of the show is. So it doesn't feel like you're overwhelmed by, like you just mentioned, uh, Jim, you know, the 80s-ness of it, but you certainly get a sense of this is a time that they exist in and it feels like the time they exist in.
2: And, uh, just to play off of your point, really quick, how amazing is the use of music in this? Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's like, always uh,
0: been top notch. Like,
2: yeah, like yeah. you said, the Cohen uh, in the in the um, the third episode, in the second episode, the use of "Slippery People" by Talking Heads. Yep that that kind of that rhythmic beat you know, during that scene it just works so well. I mean, it's just really like Scorsese level of integrating music with with the action. I just really appreciate that a lot.
1: Well, there's. Um going back a couple seasons i mean last year uh F- fleetwood max the chain was in guardians and everyone's like you know that's great to have that in there but it's like the americans has my favorite use of the chain ever like you know, yes, <laughs> any kind yes. of media yes. <laughs> it's so perfect that episode one that was, i think that was the, epi- the first episode directed by um by um uh reese matthew by matthew reese yeah. yeah and like it just the way that whole song factors in there is just perfect Uh, But yeah, this season, I mean, you guys probably talked about it on the first episode, but I mean, the first episode has like the the most expansive soundtrack list of any of the season, which is with the the multiple songs they use and how perfect they all seem to fit in
0: there. Mm. Yeah, we definitely did. That was probably
2: the most 80s things they, they have done is to have a montage. Yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> to cover up the time yeah. jump at the beginning of the first episode with uh, uh-huh. Don't Dream It's Over by Crowded House. I mean, again, another great. You're right, they have to be very selective, and usually they're very spot on with that.
0: Can we talk about Renee? Uh, you mean Walking
1: Dead's Lori Holden? Yeah, sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, she's Kate. She, I, I think. I have, I have two theories. She, obviously she's either KGB or she's a CIA. Like there's no way th- there's no way she's just who she says she is. CIA is one I didn't
1: think of actually. That would make a lot of sense. Like I feel like it'd be too obvious if she was if she was Russian, right? If she was KGB, it just seems like it's so right. that like that's she's there so you can question her to begin with. So if the reveal is like, "Oh yeah, she was what you kind of expected all along." It's like, "Well, that's" That's clever, but at the same time, I was like, "Well, it kind of, we kind of." Thought she's too. She seems too suspicious. But CIA, that's an interesting way to go. Maybe they're trying. She's trying to bring down
0: Stan in some way, or maybe oh. she knows about Philip and Elizabeth, or has suspicions mm-hmm. and is curious. Like, hey, they live across the street from each other, and they know each other. Like, is there something like you know? Is he passing secrets to her? Is or to them, or vice versa? Are they working together, or is he just a freaking clueless? Or Because she keeps probing him, you know, she's constantly probing him for info, like to tell her, you know, tell me about your, you know, your day, honey. And he he doesn't bite like he never bites. He's super vague all the time. And then she the weird thing was and they have to pay this off. But when she starts talking about like, I want to be an FBI agent, I was Mm -hmm. like, that's kind of weird. Yeah, that's that's not a thing people say,
2: (laughs) (laughs) especially when they're 37. Uh, I think she she points out, you know. She's so like, a little too old to apply at Quantico. Well, she's she's uh,
1: older than thirty seven. She's older than 37. So like, older than 30, so like, yeah, thirty seven like is cutoff. the, the cutoff. Yeah. Thirty seven. So it's like, right. yeah, I don't I don't know where this is. gonna And she, I she very like, well, could she be KGB? And I'd be like, okay, they did the thing, but still, it's like that sucks for Stan.
2: <laughs> it would be kind of amazing if she were CIA and maybe the CIA suspected Stan of being KGB. Right. Yeah. Which I is know. entirely
1: possible given his whole relationship with both Nina and Oleg. Right. right. Who he's still right. in con who he still not only is in contact or is in contact with now but re- made sure to want to be in contact with
0: I mean, right yeah he was pretty right. much ordered to contact him yeah what a twist yes <laughs> what's funny is the the reason before we recorded I was asking you about homeland is uh Costa Ronan plays a character and I'm not spoiling anything because uh, it's it's very clear early on who exactly he is um but in the in the current season of Homeland, he he basically plays a Russian operative, and uh, it's funny. I'm just like, man, maybe these two universes are connected <laughs> to each other, and he's he's Oleg's son. Hmm. Um, who, you just who, love to went,
2: connect things,
0: don't you, Russ? I do. I can't <laughs> help it. I can't help it. Uh, but it's it's really funny because uh, I think his name is even like it's it's Yevgeny in. I mean the, the different last name but I think wasn't the guy that was in charge of the Russian uh residentura wasn't his I think his name was Yevgeny so I thought that was uh it, it was just kind of funny but uh I, I just love I, I mean he's really really good in Homeland uh and he's kind of given some room to breathe uh, on that show uh uh-huh. too but I I really like his character uh a lot uh I really he uh, uh, Costa Ronin does a really good job of Showing the struggle of his kind of crisis of conscience, you know, like he like his struggle to, you know, want to do the right thing, but yet at the same time know kind of what that means for him. Uh, he's just he's a, I, I just I, I think he's he's underrated. Uh,
1: I, I think. No, I think th- I mean I think that even if he's underrated by others, I think the you know the showrunners, the writers, clearly like involving him because they, I mean this could have easily still been a show. You know about Nina or something, as far as keeping the Russian side of things in play, but instead we've, yeah. we've pivoted to Oleg. Uh, I do like that they—not that—not that I like that she's dead, but I like that the they just went about. it's like they—they they played out the arc as they needed to, and and she's gone now. Yeah. It just made, there's nothing else to, for her to do. Um, but no, and they my, brought her
0: up again. I mean, in this episode, when Stan—you yeah. know—at the end of the episode, Stan goes to to Oleg, and they kind of have their little conversation, and. Mm-hmm. uh you know he even says it and and Stan even tells him like look you know cuz in the previous season Oleg got into a bit of a jam the CIA was really t- trying to to jam him up since he got sent back to Russia and Stan pretty much blackmailed everyone into uh yeah to 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 leave him alone and uh and Oleg does, he's 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 he doesn't buy it like he knows that everything just kind of went cold but he doesn't buy it that it, he still he still holds a pretty serious grudge against Stan
1: For good, I mean, for good, for good reason, just because of the state that he's in, as far as his family being, not necessarily threatened, but you know, things aren't easy for Oleg. I mean, they seem easier now, but it's, but I mean, you don't grow a beard because you're happy. That's. (laughs) <laughs> at least in Russia. Um, oh, it's just cold. Yeah, <laughs> it's that, that too. <laughs> but he's—he just—he seems so weathered and hardened now after three—the three-year gap that they've given him. Is yeah. like think of him like in the first season or the, the you know the was a second or third season when he was introduced and he's so fresh-faced. Happy go lucky. He's happy-go-lucky. He's Philip. I mean, he's trying to be. He's like he's yeah. like I love this America place. I love driving around in cars and going places to eat at restaurants and whatnot. And now he's just like so resolved to like well if i have a wife and a kid i can do this that's it i can i can shrug my shoulders and walk from work and walk home and at least have a family but nothing else is exciting anymore he's it's-
0: almost like either ackroyd or um uh uh steve martin uh in the wild and crazy guys kind of skit like in the beginning like he just yeah, has yeah. that, <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> that right. carefree attitude mm-hmm. now he's just like this broken man who uh who's just trying to do the right thing um so elizabeth her third kill in three episodes or the third death she's directly responsible so i i i I thought about this a lot after after watching this episode so she because the general is dead they have to find another way to get these sensors and so the, the way in is they they know where they're being kept so They they pretend Elizabeth pretends to be the security expert that does an audit on people that work in the warehouse to find a flaw in the security where they could exploit to get in and steal what they need. Obviously, apparently that's that's the intention. And so she interviews this guy and goes through all this bit. And it seems like everything's great until she's he's like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I won't say anything. But my girlfriend probably knows about this. You probably already talked to her and mentions her name. And then Elizabeth goes, oh, yeah, she's great. And then and then chokes the dude out. So, do you get the impression that before he said that, she was just going to let him go, or did she always intend to just kill this dude?
2: I don't know. She seemed to kind of turn in that moment um, when he says, "Yeah, she's great." It kind of you can see it in Carrie in, in Russell's face in that moment i mean, one of the things i mentioned in the first episode is how subtle a lot of the acting is in this show and i really appreciate that about it but yeah I, I don't know if she was playing to kill him or not that's a good point um but it's something definitely i don't, I don't want to say snapped but something definitely changed in her demeanor at that point
1: yeah it um I I I'm, I'm curious if it's like you the you know the screws turning in her head as far as how to proceed um whether it's a matter if she could be exposed in some way or she could use this whole girlfriend thing to her advantage in some way um basically I don't know
0: Oh yeah good k- point k- like kill,
1: like kill the girlfriend also and then she can pose as her in some way or so, I don't know some,
0: some or way. or use the grief as a way in yep, I guess I didn't too. think about that until you just said that but yeah, yeah. you know the oh the boyfriend's dead she's going to you know use that as a as a way to to connect with her mm-hmm. um, she seems a lot more reckless this this season
1: no, that's, um, yeah that's what we were saying yeah. earlier where she's, yeah, leaving like when- a, she's leaving a body count that's it's sloppy it could get her caught essentially. <laughs>
2: I think of like the precision of their operations in the early part of this this series, and the way Elizabeth has been this season, it just seems like she's just a, she's headed for like a burnout or a flame out of some sort. Just she, like you said, sloppy, like especially with the general, you know, and, and then see Paige seeing her with the brains all over her face and stuff. I mean, yeah. that's something Elizabeth in the first or second season would never have allowed to happen. You
1: know? It's yeah. it's the kind of I was saying this to us where you separate the two. Um, from you know, you you put a rift in the family, and suddenly the spy part doesn't work as well anymore. They're so they work so well together, and now we have Philip's business is falling apart, and Elizabeth is leaving a body count that's going to get her exposed, perhaps in some way, or at least make things much more difficult than it has been in the past, where they're the best when they're together.
2: And it's like, it's funny they're they're almost on. Parallel paths, like she's running the reckless Russian path and he's running the reckless American capitalist path. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're both ending up in disaster in, in different tangents.
0: When you can tell, you know, the difference too between early in in the series is, <clears throat> you know, series starts where nineteen eighty one, we're at the beginning of the eighties, the you know hi, kind of height of the Cold War, and you know things are just kind of progressing and moving along. And now we fast forward into the to this current season. And we're at the end of 1987. The Berlin Wall is two years away from falling. Like things are moving. You almost feel like, and and I think that's part of where Elizabeth is coming from. Is like, you know, she's she even makes a point to Claudia. It's like, well, you know, I would have taken more time to work him. I should have taken more time to work him, but I hmm. I couldn't. I didn't. I basically I was told this has to be done, and it has to be done on this time frame and no longer and. Uh, and, it, you know, so so again, she's being more reckless and things are again, they're, we're kind of speeding towards this end of the Cold War. So. It's, it's it's very interesting.
2: Plus, I mean, she's lying a lot more to Philip than she ever did. Oh yeah. Um, I, I called back to like the end of last season where um, she, you know, met her Vietnamese operative counterpart. And she's like, you know, find a partner to do this with, or also yep. go crazy. And it's almost like a self fulfilling prophecy. Now that she's alienating herself more and more from Philip, she's getting more and more reckless and more and more, like you said, sloppy. So. Yep. Uh,
0: we.
1: I mentioned, I was mentioning the business earlier, and this, yeah, we get you mentioned the kind of the pep talk he gives, which is a lot of, a lot of that est training yes. coming out into, into mm-hmm. reality.
2: Oh, you uh, mean the forum. the forum? Yeah, the sorry, yeah, it's, it's now, now it's the
1: forum, yes. Um, I did, I, what I liked is the end where he just kind of starts giving it applause, like, yeah! And, you know, just, and he just, like everyone kind of slowly joins in. It's like really awkward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's such a, and it's like it, it makes sense what he's trying to do to you know stir up you know stir up enthusiasm for the for uh, within the crowd and everything and make everyone kind of like I get I get what he wants to have happen like regardless of the S stuff or whatever it's just it's it is a nice way to for a business to kind of function to have, like all everybody be on the same page of what to do. <laughs> it's just he's he's so he's so Philip
0: about it. It's just kind of funny. Mm. Yeah. Do you, so w- how many episodes do you give it before he has to start laying off staff because he you know again they make a point of there, d- there's two things he made a point of saying you know when he was on the phone with with henry school oh you know we've hired all these people and we've done all this stuff and then after he gives that big old pep talk he looks at man i can't remember that dude's name but the older gentleman that's been there from the beginning like mm-hmm. they fixate on him for like a long time and i'm like oh that guy's gone like He's going to be the first to get clipped. I could see Philip, like, uh, he, he, you know, a- again to kind of show you know Philip's struggles and uh, and and kind of downfall on his business side. I, I see him, you know, kind of axing his longtime uh, you know business associate. You know what
2: second place is a set of steak knives. You know what <laughs> first place is?
0: <laughs> you get
2: to keep your MF and job as like <laughs> Glen Gary Glenn Ross situation.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, well, plus, I mean, this was the start of the economic downturn in the '80s too. I mean, it's kind of reflective of that.
0: Yeah, and then d- we get the bit with Gennady, and so they realize that like he's in trouble. The wife has pretty much cooked his goose. Um, and it's funny because even Stan, when he talks to his boss, he's like, he's like, huh? he's like, he's been doing this for three years. He goes, How many times do you think this guy's going to go in the bathroom to take a? Sh-? after the airport before they catch on to what's going on. And I was just like, I, th- I just thought that was really funny. Um, it's like, yeah, every time this guy goes on a flight, he has to come back. He's in the can for an hour. Um, but they they decide to pull the plug on him. And so they, you know, obviously they, they get him at the airport and it's the whole political asylum thing. And then, then they go to the wife who, uh, who that was interesting because they go into like a Russian uh, you know, newspaper. Uh, uh, I guess what is it? Tass isn't that? It, that isn't that.
2: Uh, yeah, I think it'll be it.
0: Yeah, yeah, Tass. I think Tass. Yeah, <clears throat> and so they you know they they're gonna scoop her up. So I'm really curious to see where this is gonna go now. But again, heartbreaking because you know here's the guy that just you know met this woman and you know he's been doing this thing and doing what he's told and has a kid and now all of a sudden they have to be split up. Uh, because they both have have targets on their back, and he's never going to see his kid again. Uh, and you know he's you know again basically no good deed goes unpunished kind of thing.
2: Well, I'm collateral damage on this show.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> given that it's given that it's coming to the end, I think uh, I think we're going to see a lot more.
1: Oh, I liked. Um, or liked. I liked the whole uh, the cooking thing that they had going. They said the Zak zar, zar,
2: yeah.
1: Socorvia, yeah. Socorvia. yeah uh, I, I would have liked to have smelled it myself, given all the preparation going into it and whatnot. It's like, well, that, I, I like the look of this meal, but I, and then I like that she brings it home to Philip, basically to be nice for like a second, cause they've been sparring. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Philip's like, oh. Well, I had all this kung pao chicken in the low Maine. I don't have any room for this, this right. amazing Russian meal that you brought me, and we can't keep it, so down the
0: drain it goes. It's so sad.
2: And it was so, and it was so symbolic earlier when you know they make it with, with uh, Paige.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you
2: know, it's like oh, here's something from the old country I could show you, Here's something from your real, you know, quote unquote real heritage. And Philip's just like, well, I had kung pao, you know, dump it.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting that you know they're so conscious of you know, keeping that low profile that they won't even eat Russian food. Like they, you know, the, 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 the fact that, you know, somebody would see this Russian dish in their fridge, you know, is a potential, uh, you know, uh, comp you know, could potentially compromise them. Right. Uh, I, I, again, I thought it was, was kind of interesting, uh, overall. And then of course, at the end of the episode, we see that Stan goes back to Oleg, uh, to meet him again in the park. So, I'm uh I, again. This is one of my. It's it, you know since it's been on, it's always in like my top five shows on television, uh, and I'm I'm not disappointed with where they're going with this season, and uh, I, I think it's I think these final seven episodes are going to be a, a fun ride.
2: Yeah, it's, it's it seems like everything's headed toward a collision course. I just want to see how it crashes.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I um I wasn't on it last week, but I mean what I. Or the, for the first episode, but what I, w- I mean, the fifth, the last season was like the show at not its like slowest, but certainly at its most like, you know, reserved as far as things going on. There was not much like, quote unquote, action and spy stuff happening. It was a lot more, it was very character focused,
0: which I found yeah. to be kind
1: of funny because it was the first, it was the first season after get finally getting like all these Emmy nominations and whatnot. So it's like the audience that's like, man, I gotta get on this American show. And it's like, what is this like it's it's, it's, a, it's a bunch of bunch of family squabbling for <laughs> I thought this was a show about spies and whatnot it's like it's it's such the epitome of like how 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 um how much less can we make this about like the cool stuff for this show and like going to the character and i love but i still loved it i think it's still it was still excellent this uh, now this season what has to deliver on things because it's it's ending so you're going to get more of the kind of action and spy stuff we've seen it already we've seen several deaths we've had montages of spy activities taking place uh so there's there's a lot to happen here and not that it's necessarily preferable to you know, character work. I mean it's all but it's all still there. But it is neat to see like there's a lot of payoffs that are definitely gonna be happening throughout, you know, the the next the next you know, seven episodes that we have left. Oh yeah.
2: Yep. It'll be, it'll be great to see too, to see everything pay off, see how it does. I'm very much looking forward to it.
0: Cool. Any other final thoughts?
1: Uh, let's see. Next week's episode is what was it called? I looked up the title too. It's like Oh, yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Teacup. <laughs> That's what we got next. So
2: I did I did like the lines that Philip and Elizabeth, uh, it was at the end of the third episode or near there. It's like, you, know, you haven't talked to anyone back home in over 20 years.
0: Yeah. yeah. And
2: she's like, neither of you. And of course he has, because he's been reporting on her. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't know. It just The layers of, of writing and, and secret keeping and stuff just constantly amaze me on the show.
0: Cool. Alright. Well, thanks everybody for listening to Dasvidania. So with that, I will say Dasvidaniya. Until next episode. Dasvidaniya. Dasvidaniya. Ah. <clears throat> uh, Aaron, I'm going to need your recording because